This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexel series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. All right, Startup Nation, so today we're going to go in a little different direction today. So we have uh, Rana uh, Shanawani on the show today, the Executive Director of the Women's Center of Entrepreneurship. How are you today, ma'am? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, we are okay. We are okay. So as you know, Startup Nation, you know, with everything going on with COVID-19, uh, President Trump signed into law the uh, $2 trillion CARES Act, which, you know, kind of enacted the PPP loan to kind of help small businesses. But it's been up a little bit. Bit of controversy uh, due to a lot of large firms uh, getting those funds and not necessarily going to small businesses. Just to kind of put it in perspective, 13% of the recipients, you know, uh, receive 73% of those loan dollars, and that can be kind uh, of quite problematic uh, for small businesses. But Rana, what's your take on all this? Kind of break that down for us a little bit, if you don't mind. Sure. To be able to submit the PPP application. It requires a daunting amount of paperwork to support the application, Mm -hmm. and that usually requires a small army of staff. And in in our experience, we're helping micro-businesses. So micro-businesses, by definition, are considered five people and less. And the definition of small business is considered 500 employees and less. So when you talk, when you think of a quote unquote small business, you're talking about a seven, eight figure business. Right. But what we're, the people that we want to help at the Women's Center for Entrepreneurship are the people that are probably mostly making five and six figures. Right. So think about, so if you think about that, you're a five and six figure business owner they're probably not going to have the capacity to submit that application. And and I'll give you an example. So we actually submitted, as a nonprofit, we submitted, Mm -hmm. and we were able to pull together the documentation, but only because we have a full-time finance staff person. Plus, we have a bookkeeper who comes in once a month. Plus, we have an accountant who does our audit once a year. Plus, we also have a professional payroll processing company. So we were able to pull those documents together the day before we submitted. But it's safe to speculate that a lot of the really small micro businesses don't have all of those capabilities and don't have access to all of those types of reports. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing is that it was daunting for a lot of clients to be able to submit. For sure. Sure. Thank you for sharing that. And you were 
uh, quite critical, you know, of uh, what was going on, saying, quote, this is devastating for small businesses that are relying for PPP funds uh, to pay employees rent and ultimately see the loan of uh, as a lifeline to keep the lights on, end quote. And so, we're, like I said, we're seeing a lot of those small businesses, some closing temporarily, some closing, uh, you know, kind of for good, which is, is just really a, a shame. Uh, you know, and we did. Now we did see some of those large firms give some of that money back. What's your take on that? I think that that was definitely the honorable thing to do, and that mm-hmm. was very heartening. I think seeing them give that money back, and there is still a lot of money that's on the table that right. is ready for people to apply to, and we're definitely doing our best to give them all the technical support that they need. So, although the documentation is daunting, I wanted and a clear message that you can still do it. And even if you are a five and six figure business, you can still do it. We can help you to do it. And it just takes a little bit of a little extra time and a little extra effort. But we have a lot of the information and we can help answer questions. And that's what we've been doing for the last, how many weeks has it been now? 12, 15 weeks that we've been doing this. And we're taking, we're holding these it was in the beginning daily webinars. Now it's every other day and getting everyone's questions, researching the answers, getting back to people and whatever whatever the question is, we can we either have it, we either have the answer or we can help find the answer. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of those large firms did have like the manpower. Uh, to kind of get that that documentation Mm kind of squared away, which makes it easier for them uh, to kind of do that for sure. I want to ask you this because, you know, we get this question a a lot of times, you know, uh, whether it's been even in in the 2008 financial crisis and probably even now that some of those firms that, yeah, they are big firms, but they employ a lot of people. So kind of like ultimately there is some good in it. What do you say to that? I would say that that's legitimate, and I you do see a lot of people. I mean, I'm just talking anecdotally from people in my town. Right. There are a lot of people I know that are that are doing well and they're thriving and they're continuing to provide for their families and continuing to patronize local small businesses. So that is being redistributed. So I do think that there is some legitimacy to that. Let me ask you this: What you know? Let's say we could, you know, if we could rewind the clock. I mean, obviously, if we could, we could get rid of COVID some kind of way, but if we could rewind the clock on the, the rollout of the PPP loan, what would you think could have been done differently so that way more small businesses uh, could have access to the loan? Now, granted, you know, we do know that there has been an extension that's been put in place, but if you could roll back that clock a little bit, what would we like to have seen to get uh, to have an easier access for those small businesses? Is it like a, a easier, you know, uh, route through the paperwork? Is it more visibility, more uh, uh, advertising to see that is out there. What do you think could have been done uh, retro- retrospectively, yeah. if you don't mind? Yeah. So that's an excellent question. I think the first thing that could have been done was really to examine what other countries were doing, mm-hmm. specifically that process and those types of that type of paperwork that they were I- I- issuing out to their constituents. I think that would have been the first thing because I think other countries had done all of this before us. And it would have been great to reach out. And I know for a fact, for example, Canada had all of this squared away before we did. I think that having said that, to the credit of Congress, and I am quite critical 
normally speaking, but they, I have to say, tried. They listened to their constituents, and week after week after week, they improved the process and they improved everything in favor of small businesses. It was it was shocking, I have to say. But it was every every couple weeks it was okay guys, we're changing the rules. They're changing the rules and we're gonna help you walk through that with these new applications. But to give an example, in the beginning it was you had to submit seventy for forgiveness of the PPP, it had to be seventy five percent for payroll and twenty five percent for other types of utilities and they changed it because there was a lot of feedback and it became 60-40 instead. Gotcha. That's just one example. For sure. But it, it, was, it was one after the next after the next that got better and better and better. And of course, this is unprecedented. Right, so they did have to react very quickly. But it was great. I have to do it. It was very heartening to see <laughs> and shocking to see the government working so well right. in helping small businesses. That's true. That's true. Thank you for sharing all of that. And Startup Nation, you know, if, if you want to check out uh, the Women's Center for Entrepreneurship, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. That, and if you're listening on radio, it's www.wcen, I'm sorry, wcecnj.org. Once again, we have a replay in the show notes if you're listening to the replay on uh, the podcast. Kind of talk about uh, the organization, the Women's Center for Entrepreneurship, and outside of helping people. Uh, kind of navigate PPP. What else are those other services and uh, help that you provide for small businesses? Sure. That's, thank you for asking that. So we're also very lucky that we received a, a very big grant from the SBA. All of the women's business centers across the country were eligible to apply for this grant. Right. And with that, we were able to expand our services. Now, year-round, we give classes and one-on-one counseling for small business owners. And during COVID, we were able to expand those services specifically to help with COVID-related problems. And so if you go, right, so if you go to our class schedule, I think we added another 20-plus classes to help people navigate. And you can see, if, it's, if you look on our website right now, it's things like, how do we open? How do we open a retail business in a safe way that's in compliance? How to shift? from a brick and mortar to e-commerce so that people can continue to thrive. Uh, COVID funding for minority-owned businesses. How to even run a Zoom meeting. We had so many people who just didn't even know how to run Zoom. And so we're doing everything that we can to help business owners. We held a lot of listening sessions and a lot of business innovation sessions to ask people, tell us what you need so that we can find subject matter experts offer these classes, offer these counselors, and they can be there for you. Whatever it is you need, we can do it. We can help you. So just continue to communicate with us and we'll find that information for you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. I want to ask you this because we're kind of in this 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 kind of golden era of entrepreneurship and, and women are kind of let's just let's just say it they're kicking butt in this entrepreneurship game right <laughs> i, I want to ask you this kind of sh- share with you your commentary and if you have a story please by all means share it uh what is you know uh your commentary on the state of women entrepreneurship in this golden era well i'm gonna steal your phrase which is women are kicking butt right. i totally agree <laughs> and i, I We hear this a lot from our clients, that they're looking for the work-life balance. Mm. They want to be able to run their business when they want and how they want. And we have so many clients 
that left the the whole system of being in corporate. And they said, I just couldn't do it anymore. I started to have a family and I needed to have more flexibility. And they had a passion for something and they decided to launch the business. So yes, we are kicking butt and we we need this. Women really need this because the gender roles haven't changed that much in right. terms of the whole work-life balance challenge, that balance challenge, right? Right. Let me ask you this, you know, like just kind of like on a personal level, right? You know, because everybody has a story. Why does this work uh, there at the uh, Women's Center for Entrepreneurship? Why does this work personally matter to you? My drive comes from my background in public health. Okay. So when I was, when I was studying public health, I noticed there was all these different sub, sub, sub subjects within the program and it was things like nutrition and maternal mortality and education and the one thing that I noticed that could cure all of those issues was someone's economic status and specifically women. So there was a model that was an experimental model that was conducted in Bangladesh with the Grameen Bank where they started lending out to men in the beginning and they noticed that the return rate on those loans, and we're talking $20 loans for someone, for example, to buy a chicken, sell the eggs and pay that loan back. And the return rate for men was very low and he changed the model. He ended up winning the Nobel Prize for this, Muhammad Yunus. And he, when he shifted the model to women, the return rate on those loans skyrocketed, and there was 90-plus percent return rate. And the women invested that money in their children, their nutrition, immunizations, their families, sending them back to school, which they had pulled them out because they needed them to help. So they were able to send them back to school. And so when I saw that, I said, okay, this is it. This is the silver bullet. Helping people on this social economic way, in this social economic way, is what will help solve all of community's problems. And that's what really drove me personally, and that's why I do what I do. I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Startup Nation, we're wrapping up with Arana Shanawani, the executive director of the Women's Center for Entrepreneurship. Once again, if you want to check out that website, that is WCECNJ. We have a link there in the show notes if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. And this is just if you need help with, you know, your business or if you're trying to navigate that PPP loan, which we're all trying to figure this thing out. That is COVID. Uh, Definitely uh, link up with uh, Rana and her team there as well. So before I let you go, Rana, just kind of give some words of encouragement because there's a lot of small business owners out there. They're 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 a little discouraged. Kind of kind of you know power the troops a little bit if you don't mind. Sure. Well, I want to say that normally we would charge a symbolic fee to all of our clients, but because of COVID and because the SBA gave us this grant, mm-hmm. we're very happy to be able to offer all of these services completely free of charge. So please come to us, let us help you, whatever the case is, take a class, get a one-on-one counseling session, and I'm sure, And if we don't have what you need, let us know what you need, and we'll go out there and find it for you in terms of information or technical support. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you so much. And once again, we want to thank Rana Shanawani, Executive Director of Women's Center for Entrepreneurship, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Rana. Thank you, Dominic, and thank you, Startup Nation. No worries. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on our show, 
Send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. This fresh coat of the Startup Life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexo series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, feel your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you.